recommend take the vaccines. I did it. It's good. Take the vaccines. But but I happen to take the vaccine. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Stanley. And you're listening to Mixed Politics. Welcome to episode 18. Yes. Wow. Almost in the 20s, man. So. Two more. I know. What are you drinking tonight? Um, I'm drinking a Moscow Mule. Nice. In a very large mug. <laughs> we have a lot to cover tonight, and I just I need I need the liquid. We need yes, we need the alcohol to get through this one. Yeah. Yes. So you know what's in a Moscow Mule? Beth has a very interesting drink. What are you drinking tonight? I am calling it a fuzzy mobster because <laughs> it's blood orange margarita mix with sky vodka. So it's kind of yeah, it's got got the blood in there. So might as well call it a mobster, fuzzy mobster. That's what it is. I like it. Yeah. It's fuzzy mobster. Yeah. I'm going to need the whole recipe. I don't know. I can't put it together now. In terms of the parts. Okay. You got uh, it. Yeah. So what are we talking about tonight? <laughs> What's going on with the vaccine and America? <laughs> are you ready for this? I, I know. But yes. Yeah. I guess we're as ready as we're going to be, but neither one of us is really ready to talk about this. We hesitated to cover vaccines because... It's been a while. Like we talked about covering this for a while, and I was, I was against it. I was just like, I just, it's just too much. But now that we're in federal approval and the military being mandated, and Florida and Texas and North Dakota and businesses and Delta and insurance company, like, oh my God, we've already. I just spit out like. A lot. Eight topics <laughs> that could just fill the entire podcast. And we're yes. barely talking about any of those things. Yes. So. Yes. Go for it. Well, I guess we're going to start with some of the gripes that people have about the vaccine itself. And there's so much history and politics behind this. So we're going to try to cover as much as we can. But. Yeah. I guess we do have to start with the gripes. But be- before I do start with the gripes, I just want to point out that uh, public health crisis should not be political. Right. It shouldn't be anything but just science, medicine, public health. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if there's other stuff mixed up in it, then that's a problem that needs to be It needs solved. to be solved. And I think that it, that requires participation from everybody to solve it. There is no one side of this argument that is winning right now <laughs> or that is in the yeah. right fully. But I know the side that's losing. <laughs> yes. All of us. <laughs> We're all losers right now. So let's start with the history behind this, because if we go back to the basic question, is it lawful for states or localities to mandate vaccines? Mm -hmm. There is historical precedence for this. Going back to 1904, there was a Supreme Court case, Jacobson versus Massachusetts. It was argued in December of 1904. The decision came out in February 1905, and this was regarding the smallpox vaccine. It's interesting to think about how far back these vaccines go. In fact, George Washington mandated vaccines for his soldiers. So this is, you know, centuries old argument. This ain't new. Yes. So the state of Massachusetts issued a mandate for its residents to get the smallpox vaccine because it was really spreading out of control. And this person, Jacobson, was against the vaccine because he said that he had adverse reactions to the vaccines before. And I can understand that. That was his reasoning for taking up this case and going to court. Mm -hmm. The state of Massachusetts was saying that he had to pay a $5 fine 
that would be equivalent to about $150 today. Yeah. You said $5. I was like, what? I got that right here. Right. <laughs> $5 back then was a little bit more. Yeah, okay. So uh, his argument was that the mandate violated his individual liberties. Does that sound familiar? My freedoms! <laughs> My rights! <laughs> and it's, this was a, a 14th Amendment argument, which is very similar to what people would say today about, let's say, abortion rights. This is yeah. a 14th Amendment violation because the state should not be encroaching upon people's freedoms when it comes to their, their health and their decisions about their health. So the Supreme Court decided not in his favor because the court argued that essentially individual liberties are under the 14th Amendment, under the 14th Amendment, are not absolute, mm-hmm. and I think that's key for how we're arguing this today. So, if the state makes a strong case, or its reliance on a strong case from the public health departments, then if they're saying that this is in the public interest to get this vaccine out, then if it's for the protection of the public health, the mandate cannot be deemed arbitrary or unreasonable. And a lot of people are saying that these vaccine mandates or mask mandates today are arbitrary. But, of course, the Supreme Court said if this is a public health issue, that it's automatically not arbitrary. It's something yeah. very specific. Also, so, so your individual freedoms and liberty doesn't trump the safety of all of us. Correct. And I, don't, I, think, that, I think that's where a lot of people get lost. Yes. Because, matter of fact, like a lot of people's gripes with the thing is like they started with the word my yes this ain't about you it's about all i don't think people understand like pandemic doesn't mean you are sick (laughs) it means we all are sick so are we trying to fix this or what exactly this is definitely a case of people not understanding that their personal decisions do still affect all of us especially if they become sick with the coronavirus and they go in the hospital we're all paying for their health care in one form or another because this is so incredibly expensive. Most people can't afford these hospital bills by yeah. themselves. They get written off, covered by taxpayer dollars. That's all of us. So this does, in one way or another, affect all of us. Mm-hmm. Also, the state of Massachusetts back in 1905, um, they offered an alternate solution. It was the $5 fine. Oh, so, so if you didn't want to get back to you, too. This is why the Supreme Court said... This is not really about individual liberties being violated if you have a choice to not take the vaccine and yeah. pay a fine. So that's that might be something that's missing in today's argument because there's not really an offer by these states or localities or even the school boards to pay a fine for not mandate or not abiding by the mandate. Yeah. So maybe that's missing, but still the choice is there. You can choose not to have the vaccine, you can choose not to wear masks, but yeah. there is a personal and a, a potentially financial cost if you end up in the hospital but there is a societal cost okay so so just so for everyone who's listening or watching um we never like go over our talking points with each other before we start doing the podcast so i have no idea what she's gonna say right and i there was a point that i wanted to make that i decided i was just gonna omit because it was completely pointless or whatever but then you just touched on it what's that there are and it's weird but there are people right now that are going out and getting fake COVID ID, like, um, mm-hmm. the, not the ID, the, like the card. The vaccine cards. The yes. vaccine cards. Yes. You know the going rate for that? No. $450. Stop it. Dead serious. And people are paying it. So Holy so if shit. you so if you equate the $5 back then yeah, to whatever to the fuck about $150 today. Yeah. So, they, but, so that I'm saying people are willing to pay three times that to not get the, sh- the free shot. 
They're gonna pay four hundred fifty dollars. So so it wouldn't it it wouldn't help the this the pandemic situation anyways because I know of a I know I'm two steps removed from a person that I know who paid the four hundred and fifty dollars. Wow. And Canada already, I don't know if you saw the news, caught people with fake cards. And like either detained them or sent them back to America because they were trying to get into Canada. That was a whole thing, and I wasn't going to talk about it at all because so, it wasn't. But but when you touch the money, like making it a choice, people got the five hundred dollars or four fifty or whatever that they would readily shell out to, to preserve their freedoms and the rights. My brain's about to explode. You because you, well, you know what that makes me think? <laughs> These Americans got deported from Canada because they had fake papers. Um, so kind of like what happens when people come across the Mexican border and they have fake papers oh and God. so this is maybe There's not enough alcohol in this motherfucking I know. Tub. I mean, they're just reaping the benefits of what they have sown. Wow. We'll just say it that way. Yeah. All right. So the case in 1905 highlights some very important things that we should keep in mind today. Number one. Individual liberties are not absolute. There are lots of limitations on them for specific reasons. Mm. Number two, the state must make a strong case that this is in the public health interest to get the vaccine. I think that's missing today. I don't think states are doing a good, a good enough job educating people on the truth behind all of the research behind this vaccine and all of the... the I don't want to say side. I mean, yeah, side effects that come from the vaccine, mm. but also side effects from coronavirus so, itself. So, is that the job of the states individually? Do you think, or do you think that's the job of the federal government slash CDC? This is a state issue. If the states are going to mandate, or localities within states are going to mandate mm. it, it's the job of whoever is mandating it that needs to provide the education but then, behind but, but, it because they have but, to make But the, the United States of America is not united on this front because no. you have Florida, Texas, North Dakota, just to name three, yeah. who are they with the team. But that's, as individual states, that's their right to... So, so what I'm saying is they wouldn't be putting any resources into providing this information that you're saying that people mm -hmm. should get. they just be like, no, nah, I don't want to give it. Mm -hmm. so that's that's a good point and that's, this is why we have some states that are trying to ban the mandates which we'll get to a little bit later but yeah if there are states that are going to mandate getting a vaccine then I think it's incumbent upon them to provide the education behind it to make the case that's what the Supreme Court said in 1905 yeah. they have to make the case that it's necessary I don't think they're doing that in a in a very I don't know. It's not a very standardized way. Okay. Across the different states. What, what was the name of this this case? The first one. Uh, this was Jacobson versus Massachusetts. Okay. So the the last thing that I want to say about what this case highlighted is that there is a choice involved. You can get the vaccine or you can not get the vaccine. But if yeah, you do not fine. get the vaccine, there has to be a price paid for that. Mm -hmm. I think the states or localities, school boards, school districts should be offering up some kind of an alternate solution, a financial penalty, if you could will. You, could you like save like, could you like serve like 21 days jail time in lieu of? I think that's a little extreme. <laughs> but but that's, how, that's how courts usually work, right? You like pay a fine or go to jail for, or both. That's usually a sentence, right? Fine, fine, time, or both. I guess they're going to have to... This would be up to each individual locality that's doing a mandate of some sort. But mm -hmm. So I think that that's missing. And relating it to today, our country is so polarized 
that I think that we need to look back to past precedent and really abide by, if we're going to talk about whether this is constitutional, we have to put it into the perspective of how it was decided the first time around. And that was that it's it's lawful mm -hmm. if it is a strong case that it's in the public need. Yeah. So, yeah. So the, the, the people, all right, so I'm, let's, let's get to, to what the issues people have. Um, and it's transformed mm -hmm. from the very first time, I mean, I guess January, February of this year when the vaccine started to roll out for healthcare professionals yes. and teachers and whatever, whatever, mm -hmm. to where we are now in August. Like the, the, the talking points and the talking points for and against and whatever has changed. But have They're changed, fluid. right? But also this, the the information that we've had yes. have changed, and yes. it's one of my personal gripes is that a lot of people don't understand how science works. Mm -hmm. Like as you get more information, you apply it. Yes, it changes. That's it. So it's not like well, you said two weeks ago. It's like I know I was wrong. I have no, I have new information now. Let's let's move with this. Let's not talk about the old thing. But people are just as like you know. Like science is one plus one equals two, right? And next year it'll be two, and 200 years from now it'll be two. Yes, that's not how it works, right? Like, that's what people are looking for. They're looking for some kind of a constant. Yeah, and you see this if you look at some of those people that go out and interview anti vax people, and if you try to bring <laughs> a logical argument to them, sometimes, not all the time, mm -hmm. sometimes you'll find them getting caught in a position where they know that they're wrong, but they will double down on being wrong. Yeah. That's not how science Even works. To this, to this very day, I mean, we've, we've watched them paint themselves in a corner. So one of the, the biggest issues they've had is like, um, well, this vaccine came out so fast. You know, the, the time that they had or this, the, it's, the speed is too fast, so I, I don't trust it. And I'm like, okay, I get that. I understand that. But just by them expressing that view or that feeling you know immediately that they haven't looked into how yes. this vaccine came about correct um i want to go on record and it's not just me like anybody who's speaking about this from a scientific standpoint will tell you that and this is going to cover most of the gripes mm -hmm. this vaccine is the most widely studied vaccine ever in the history of the planet it's true why? Because it wasn't done by one private company. Mm -hmm. It was done by a number of private companies, a number of government agencies mm -hmm. all over the world. And it was all open source. Yes. It was, listen, here's all the information we have and all of the changes to the information we have as they're occurring. Everyone used this and we're compiling it into this one big number of servers. Please help us save each other. Right. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, Pfizer decided, uh, you know, oh, we're going to try to er eradicate the flu. Mm -hmm. And everybody who's working here has to sign an NDA. And everybody who's working on it has to be tight-lipped. Mm -hmm. And you can't talk about it for five years after you've left here right. or whatever. It wasn't like that. Now, for some other medicines, that's the case. Yeah. Like, for example, Viagra. That's what it was when Pfizer made Viagra. Other people were like, you know, trying to fix this or trying to whatever. And they were just like, no, we don't know what you're talking about. And then once they've completed it, they're just like, ha we got it. And now we're going to patent it. And now we're going to sell it. And it's ours. And we're going to make a frick ton of money. Yeah. That's not how this worked. This worked by everyone being, we're going to fucking die. We need to. Sh it was like when, you remember, if you've ever read about the guy who discovered insulin. Yes. He refused to patent it. He right. was just like, everybody needs this. Go. 
turn up. I'm not trying to get rich. Polio vaccine, same thing. Yeah. And so this this kind of let's share information to save each other isn't new. And when you have the the, the, the resources of every country, every government, every you know, big pharma in every place, whether it's Germany or here or India or wherever, plus the calls that were made for um what do you call it? The, 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 the clinical trials. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like let's go with them let's go with Bayer for our buyer if you're German. Um they decided we're gonna make this thing, we're gonna start clinical trials and we're gonna have four hundred people. And then the second clinical trial, we're going to have 600 people. And then we're going to follow these people in the third clinical trial. And then we're going to try to get it approved, just us. It wasn't that. Like, state, like, if you check every state or every country of the people who were involved in clinical trials, there were hundreds of thousands of people lining up like, my grandmother died and I don't want my grandfather to die. So sign me up. I'm young, I'm healthy, I'm going to go do this. I had a very close friend who, I don't know if she did, but she was very adamant about, yes, I'm signing up for it. And I'm like, you can fucking die. What the fuck are you doing? And she was just like, I don't care. I want to go because I want to help people. And I'm like, all right. So the the pool, the data pool was so large. Yes. Which, if you know anything about science, a large data pool decreases the standard deviation. Mm -hmm. So... That's how the speed of it and the time of it went so fast because everyone was working together. It wasn't just one company or one government. It wasn't just the United States. And there's another reason why it was able to... The the, the clinical trials were definitely much larger. Mm-hmm. But creating the vaccine itself went so much faster, was able to be possible because the research of this particular family of viruses viruses goes back to 20 years yes right about 2005 was the first time that my partner heard anything about it he was watching documentaries back in the early 2000s Mm -hmm. about this so it's very insulting to some of us who have been aware of this research to be to be hearing people say that it's so so fast and it's like no they were literally sitting on the fix for this for so long and i know that and i know me saying that's going to trigger conspiracy theories like oh they they knew it's a family of viruses it's not the actual virus itself so they were just like well if this can work for these ones that we've figured out if something changes then we can tweak that and apply it to this it's kind of like somebody who's got multiple kids and so they have let's say five kids and then there's three boys and two girls the 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 youngest is a girl, has an older sister. There's some. There's already some hand-me-down clothes that she can wear. It's not like they had this the, this extra stuff, knowing that they were going to have two daughters yeah. one day. The stuff's already there. They might have to, you know, the mom mom might have to actually mm-hmm. make some alterations to make it fit the girl. Which is that's what we're talking about here. Is there's some alterations to existing vaccines and exist existing research that's that they made to great fit that analogy. person? That's a I never even thought of that. That's a great. I analogy. just thought of that right now. We've we've, we've hand me downed <laughs> vaccine <laughs> technology. <laughs> It's like, dude, we've already figured this shit out in 2015, yes. 2010, 2005. Yeah. So we can apply that knowledge, plus we have this large sample size and whatever. Yes. Um, but And so that, that takes care of the whole speed time yes. argument. I do want to say there are some people who have adverse side effects to this vaccine. Mm-hmm. I know them personally. So we're not saying that this vaccine is safe for everybody. What we're saying is the majority of people should feel comforted that they probably would be a good fit for this vaccine. Look, let me tell you so. something. If they had the amount of people and 
research and data and all the pool for this mm -hmm. the same that they did for if they did the same thing for like AIDS we'd eradicate AIDS immediately yeah. well if everybody bought in if it's gonna be politicized and bullshit like it is now mm -hmm. then it's still gonna of be course, here yeah. yeah yeah so that takes care of the time and speed thing yeah. the next argument or the next gripe that people had is just like well and I, and I know this was just a, a convenient talking point and I know it's convenient because of the knowledge that people have about other things. And this talking point was, well, it got emergency FDA approved. Mm -hmm. It didn't get full FDA approval. Right. Now, by the time this airs, you know that it's been fully FDA approved, right? But let's say it wasn't. Yeah. FDA approval is not an argument. No. It's not. Why? Because we consume and mass so many things daily that are not FDA approved. Right. Not. Right. You know one of them and you told me earlier in I think this week or last week and I was shocked and I looked it up and I was just like, holy shit, she's right. Yeah. Um so the I the if you if you wear makeup, I'm not even gonna say this is gender specific because no, men wear makeup too. If yeah. you wear makeup that is purchased in the United States and manufactured in the United States it's not FDA approved. It's not. So many people, you know, majority of people I yeah. know wear makeup. And and you put it on your skin. You put it on your skin. That's the, the largest, largest organ. organ. And, and your first line of defense to anything. Right, right. Now, I personally buy makeup from Canada because I have very sensitive skin and they have they have more regulations in Canada than they do in the United mm -hmm. States. I pay a pretty penny for this stuff, but I'm serious about what I put on my body and in my skin. So, yeah. It is kind of a, a mishmash of, I don't know, it's weird when people say that they're not taking it specifically because, because it's, it's not, not FDA, FDA approved. approved. I think it, that's not the hill you want to die on. I'm sorry. It's not a good argument. Oh, you know what? But that's the hill their babies want to die on because baby formula <laughs> is not FDA approved. And if you think I'm lying, look, look at your up. screen because it's right there from FDA.gov. Baby formula is not approved. Not one of them. You can't even find a brand, whether it's Gerber or what Johnson and Joe, whatever. They don't do it. Those companies make those things and you mix it up and you warm it up and you test your little arm and you put it in your baby's mouth for two years. Yeah. Not if they approve. Right. But you won't take the vaccine. Because, well, I think that most of these people that I know personally that I've spoken to yeah. that say that it, they weren't going to take it because it's not FDA approved, I kind of warned them. It's going to be someday. So what's yeah. your real reason for not wanting to take this? I think that people get caught up in one argument. It's not even their own convictions. It's somebody else's convictions, somebody else's talking point that they're going to hang their hat on. They just latched on to it. You know? And then when the FDA approval came through for Pfizer, I saw a lot of those people scrambling to come up with the next uh, argument. Uh, and I'm like... Uh, if, but, 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 but the FDA approval was too fast. And it's like... <laughs> All right, makeup clad woman feeding your baby baby formula. Shut the fuck up. It's like, I don't want to hear that, man. Like, <laughs> I, I respect people who have serious convictions and reservations that are based in something more yeah. than just what they hear on television. And a lot of the people that mm -hmm. I know were really, really distraught this week because of the fact that they didn't have that argument anymore. And I yeah. warned them ahead of time, you're going to have to find a different argument. And, oh, there it is, FDA approved, and now they don't know what to say. All right. So the third gripe or talking point or argument people had about this getting the vaccine and the whole thing was and i completely understand this to a certain extent i don't 
don't trust the government. But once again, there are so many arguments against this. The government didn't develop the vaccine. They did not. It didn't. Pfizer is not a government. This was not an American thing, by the way. This was. There are some people who say, "I don't trust the American government." There's others that are like, "Yay, America, we did this." No, we didn't. We didn't. (laughs) Germany did, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. So if so, if you don't trust the government, fine. This has one nothing to do with the United States government. The government is paying for this from a private company, Mm -hmm. private company that conservatives love to favor so much. Especially if they're if they got the Pfizer vaccine and they take. Viagra. There's, I mean, erections are important. Let's be real, but you put it. You're putting stuff into your body that that is going against God's, you know. You know what the you know what the funny part let's is. Go, leave it there. No, 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 no. Let's let's go let's go down that rabbit hole. I want to jump in it because here's the thing, right? It's like, all right, I'm if I take the vaccine that's made by Pfizer that I claim is the government, but fine, it's Pfizer, right? Yeah. I'm going to die. They're going to kill me. The the whole population control conspiracy theories. I don't want to go into conspiracy theories. I want to go into like real concerns people have. But let's let's tie that in. Sure. They're they're trying to kill me. It's for population control. And I don't want to I don't want to be a part of this government experiment. And I don't trust the government. Right. Okay. But it's Pfizer. Why would Pfizer try to kill me at 39 when I'm about to give them a fuck ton of money? When I'm 65, yeah. to get my dick hard. You're a consumer. You're a commodity. Why, why would you? Why would you want to terminate me when I'm the one you want to give you money that's, further down for more medicine when I'm 70, 80? If I live point. to see 90, that's a good point. That's not. That's not good capitalism. There You're are, killing your, your 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 money. There are a lot of people who think <laughs> that the the big pharma is keeping us sick so that they can make money off of us. And if you do believe that then you have to understand what Stanley's saying here is that they're not going to kill off a commodity they're not going to kill off their the people who are buying their drugs so oh my god it's an interesting argument now i do understand that this whole situation has been politicized people are very correct to feel like this has been politicized it has been 100 mm-hmm. percent. but i also feel as if so many people who are politicizing it have a financial gain there are those out there in the conspiracy theory world, not touching on anyone in particular. Yeah. But there are people who are going to say, don't take the vaccine, it's dangerous, but buy my stuff and you'll be safe. Look, you know, if you're not going to... That's like the definition of snake oil. Exactly. <laughs> and there are some people who I've had conversations with very recently that have tried to tell me that they're afraid to take the vaccine and then they send me to some doctors on YouTube, and I'm like, this dude has a whole website with a, a product line that he's trying to push to you. Do you not see that this person has a financial gain to be made from not getting the vaccine? Yeah. So just be careful about your sources. Ask yourself, are they trying to get me to buy something from them? Mm-hmm. If so, they're probably not a reliable source. Now, I'm going to go back to what I said about people I know that have had adverse reactions to this vaccine. I think as it relates to the vaccine mandates, this is where we need to be very careful. The number of people that I know are so, so small. I think I know, I know one person, I think I know a second person who may have had adverse reaction. Not quite sure. And by the way, we both know that this is an anecdote. Yes, anecdote. This is not data. This is not. Exactly. And I'll touch on on the data in a second. Yeah. But we, we, we all may know a person who's had adverse side effects. That's where I'm concerned when it comes to the mandates is Mm -hmm. that if we're going to mandate this for people, we have to have exemptions for those who have had adverse reactions to the first shot 
and shouldn't be forced to get a second shot. That's where I'm going to say mandates are a little bit tricky yeah. because there has to be personal exemptions for people who see, have sensitive systems. Ma- in many of the previous podcasts, we talked about what is negligible when we're talking, when yes. we're looking at data, right? Yes, exactly. So if we, let's, matter of fact, let's not look at what's negligible. Let's look at com- comparative data. Mm-hmm. The number of people right now, and this, this is a fact, I'm never going to dispute this with anybody. The number of people right now that are intubated, on ventilators, dying, and have died from the vaccine are somewhere between 97 to 99% unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. The number of people who are experiencing ill side effects is nothing compared to that percentage or that number. Mm-hmm. There is no ICU unit anywhere in the Americas that's the, that they have beds filled with people who are having side effects exactly. to the vaccine. Yes. But the, the unvaccinated are fucking filling the bed. Like, you've yes. seen the pictures in, in Jacksonville where people are, like, laying on the floor in the hospital. Yes, they're on cots. Yes. They're on gurneys. They're on, yes. And I'm like, so, so you want to talk about the one person you know out of your whole village who threw up mm-hmm. because they got the vaccine. But you don't want to talk about the 78 people that's in the ICU today. Yeah. And 30 of them are dying tomorrow. Exactly. It, it's very... There's no question. Now, I do need to, it just occurred to me, I need to be very clear. A lot of us did have adverse side effects that were expected, such as headaches, body aches, things like that. I'm The one person I know that had severe adverse side effects was something that was not expected. Mm. That was something that was very debilitating pain. It was an autoimmune disorder that had re-triggered as a result of this vaccine. So we're talking about one person that I know for sure Mm -hmm. out of the hundreds of people that I know that I've talked to. So to your point, the people that are in hospital beds because of the vaccine, very negligible. The people no, that are They in, don't have a bed. They, they no hospital taking those people when well, people are actually dying. I know, and <laughs> it's very different. The people that are in the hospital because of the, you know, the one friend that I have. Yeah. I don't know if she went to the hospital, but she definitely went to a doctor because of her side effects. So, but again, one person out of all that I know versus... People who I know who have actually died personally. exactly. So, yes, that is a very strong point to say those that are taking Mm -hmm. up hospital beds are not taking up hospital beds because of the vaccine. They're taking up hospital beds because they did not get the vaccine. vaccine. Now, as it relates to data, Mm -hmm. there is a system that the CDC uses on their website, and it's also at the, the Health and Human Services website, multiple places and FDA.gov. They all link to this source called VAERS, and that's the Vaccine Adverse Side Effects System. Self-reported, people go in and they say, I, I, had feel, the, like this. I feel like this, I had the vaccine two yeah. days ago and things yeah. like that. Now, I do wanna be very clear. These are self-reported, which means it's open to interpretation and error on the side of the person who is typing it in. I will give you another scenario, which is very similar to how this works. If you look at any of the studies that are done for, let's say, what kind of diet you should you should eat and how heart disease is related to certain things that you eat, mm. some of those studies that were done were basically asking people, tell us what you ate the last 30 days. This is not contemporaneous notes saying, day one, I'm writing down that I wrote, that I ate this. Day two, I'm writing down. No, no. This is, Stany. I'm trying to remember us, what I had what you ate the last August 30 days. 12. Right. 
fucking know. I exactly. can't even remember what I ate yesterday. Right. I don't so when you leave it open to somebody <laughs> writing their own notes, not contemporaneously, not at the time, but retroactively saying, oh, what happened? Well, how do you, what did you eat? And that is really open to a lot of error. Mm. Same thing with the VAR system. It's open to a lot of error. And they don't use it for like scientific um, scientific proliferation. They can't use that they data. They can't because it's not verified. Yeah. So a lot of people that I know that are anti-vax um, are, are saying that the VAR system says 12,000 people died from the vaccine. That is completely false. That has not been proven. These are not proven cases. I'm here to tell you as an analyst, I have experience in this, that system is used for people to report their adverse side effects. Yeah. And then those need to be verified. What's going to happen is somebody's going to go in and say, okay, now you say that you had the vaccine on Tuesday and then you got sick on Thursday. Mm. What did you do Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? It turns out maybe that person got food poisoning because they ate at a restaurant just after getting the vaccine and 24 other people at the same restaurant also came that down with, yeah. yeah. That's why it's not reliable to say if it's reported on theirs means it actually happened. It is just a reporting system for people to say, yeah. here's my case, and then somebody goes and verifies it. Those have not been verified. What you're looking at on theirs has mm. not been verified, period. The the before we before we get off this topic and I know we spend a long a lot of time on it because yeah. it's very important because you know you have a lot of people doing anecdotal shit yes and comparing it to like scientific shit and one of the first things I learned in college with multiple science degrees is anecdotal data is not data it's not like like if I ever brought some anecdotal data up to my professor they'd be like okay you obviously want to fail this course. <laughs> Stop talking because you're just embarrassing yourself. Right. You know, but all right. But anecdotal data is important to the individual and you feel strongly well, it just, about it. It tells it, people to think outside the box yeah. because if you have the blinders on to say, we're only looking for this right here, mm. the anecdotal data comes in from the side and says, well, what about this thing right here? Oh, what and about And then somebody, yeah, and then somebody can go verify and say, yes, that's accurate. Oh, mm -hmm. we, we didn't see that here. Or yes, we. We understand that that happened, but that's statistically insignificant. Insignificant. Well, the yeah. thing about it is, the, 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 the last point I want to make with the gripes is the people who are con with the same point of not trusting the government, mm -hmm. right? And they're like, you know, well, we don't trust the government, whatever. We've already touched that. The people making the vaccine is not the government. It's a private company. Private companies, plural. Right. Um, but I think it's a very convenient talking point. For, for being anti-vax or rebellious or being, you know, red-blooded American mm -hmm. with your God-given constitutional rights. Because God helped to write the Constitution, if you ask them. Um, but we trust the government for a lot of other shit, <laughs> just blindly. Yeah. Just bl and I can give you, like, a real-time, very current example. Yes, please do. Right now, there's a hurricane that's about to batter the fuck out of Louisiana. Mm -hmm. The government, two days ago, got up and said, listen... We've plotted the trajectory of this hurricane. It's coming for Louisiana. Did they use a Sharpie? Did they... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We, look, I'm, I'm not going to make fun of this because Katrina happened. Yes. Right. I'm so sorry. I'm making fun of Trump. I'm not making fun of Louisiana. Let's just be clear. Yeah. Right. So, so the government got together and was just like, we, we, you know, various agencies were like, we plotted the trajectory. It's going to come here. It's going to come with these winds and this force and this whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. You need to evacuate in this direction to these cities Yay. at this time. And people in Louisiana were just like, oh, for sure. Good looking out, bro. <laughs> and they started packing up and getting the fuck out because the... 
So you trust the government to save you from a hurricane. Yeah. But that same government in the same week is trying to kill you with a vaccine. Interesting. All right. So you don't trust the government. Cool. That's fine. You know, every single one of us knows somebody who's been in the military. Yes. If you want to, Google or YouTube military people getting vaccines. They have this big ass thing with thing on top and it's a gun and and your fucking arm hurts for a while. I've seen it. I've had friends who had to get it when yes. they were being deployed to Korea and other places where I were. You know, and yes. the, the people who are property of the U.S. government, they don't know what's in those vaccines. They, they don't have a choice either. It's just like, now, there's more than a million service members. There are. The military is quite large. Every single one of them are currently mandated to get the vaccine by the Pentagon this yes. week just because it got FDA approved, which was a plan. They had that in, in you know, mm-hmm. waiting in the, in the wings. Do you think the United States government is going to kill the entire military with the same vaccine that you are saying they're going to kill you with? No. But here's my here's my thing. It, it, I'm always going to go back to the same argument. <laughs> we have to be very, and, and this is not just with this current vaccine that it makes me nervous. I've always been nervous because I've, for decades, known people in the military. I've been very nervous about the fact that they're just pumped full of vaccines without any regard whatsoever for their own personal medical history. I don't think this, so, though. I think, oh, for their personal medical history. Yes. You, don't, you think they don't take that into consideration? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. I could be wrong. Okay. But any person I know who's in the military has just gotten the shots. Like you said, they don't have a choice. So I, I'm unaware of the process for somebody to say that they can't get a certain vaccine because of their immune system response that they know from other vaccines. I'm not sure. Yeah. You guys feel free to comment and let us know. But... This is a discomfort that I have across the board mm-hmm. of mandating things to every single person. Our service members are very special because it takes a special kind of person to defend to this country. To go lay down your goddamn life for yes. millions of people you yes. don't know. Exactly. And those people are, are are ready and willing and lining up to go play the part. Yes. Because the, the, the Pentagon says every one of them has to be vaccinated by September 1st. Mm-hmm. That's in mm-hmm. three days? Yeah. It is. So this is a conversation that should be had across the board of do do we feel comfortable with this? What are the parameters for exemptions? Because mm-hmm. if somebody's signing up for the military, they have to understand they don't they don't have a choice. They don't have a choice in this matter. Yeah. And I think most people that sign up for the military don't realize that. So it should be oh, disclosed. Man. Those chargers are really fast. Yeah, you, you get a Hellcat. You don't okay. <laughs> Never mind. Alright, so the next topic. <laughs> we're supposed to be talking about so we're finished talking about the gripes which took a very long time yes i told but, you it would mm, that's fine so let's talk about the the dichotomy of your freedoms versus your life now i know this is a very common theme for americans current and past and where it came from and the people who weren't even alive where it came from give me liberty or give me death. And I think it's so remarkable that Americans like are serious about that. Yes. Almost no other country in the world. If you give another person a choice like, yo, I'm going to take away some of your freedoms, but you get to live. Uh-huh. Or you get to keep your freedoms and I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately people just be like, just let me live, man. Like, I, 
Let me, you know, like yeah. p- put me in jail. At, at least I'll still live. There may be a chance I'll get out. I'll see my parents. I'll see my kids or whatever. Yes. Americans across the board are just like, you gonna take these freedoms? Fuck it, kill me. <laughs> I don't wanna. I do not wanna live if I am not free. Yeah. And here, the the, the cool thing you about aren't it, free if you're dead. I'm sorry, but you're. I mean, you're just dead. But <laughs> but here's the thing. I I noticed this because you know I've lived and worked in various countries. Yes. American people don't believe that they are affected by propaganda. Correct. It's like a general consensus that propaganda is for other countries, third world countries, dictatorships, regimes, whatever, whatever. Doesn't happen here. Doesn't happen to us. And it's like, listen, every single morning your child goes to school, stands up, puts their hand over their heart, looks up at the flag, and goes, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it's... What do you think that is? It's propaganda. And it's I will get fucking it. propaganda! And... This nationalist propaganda. It's the definition it, of it. I'll turn it up a notch. <laughs> One nation under God. Indivisible. Under God was added in the 1950s because of the anti-communist propaganda movement. Oh my God! Because they wanted to establish yeah. America as a as a Christian nation to set us apart from communists. So you know what the, the thing is, the, the way it looks different. Like when you're watching TV, like and you watch like a Chinese schoolyard, mm-hmm. and there's just like all of these kids in like lockstep, in like perfect lines, and you're just like, and it's like, okay, that's clearly propaganda. Yes. What the fuck? That's manipulation. But, but you have to understand. They have a population of two point something billion people. Yes. Their schools are four thousand people thick. Yes. Our schools are not. Right. Our our classrooms are thirty five kids. Yes. Ain't no difference in no. the ratio of classroom to population size. Right. Your propaganda is the same. Yes. And so we have this thing where people are just like for rebellion, for liberty, for individual mm-hmm. freedoms versus collectively. All of us living yes. because we've never really been united Mm-mm. on anything except after 9 11. It's like, let's go get those guys and and Pearl Harbor. Yes, that's pretty much it. Two times America has been united, yeah, yeah, but and maybe when the British were coming, yeah, <laughs> there were some turncoats though. But for the, for the most part, there is something very different about today, and it's because of the fact that propaganda is so rampant. Mm. that I think most people aren't able to see that they are a victim of propaganda. I assure you, if when it comes to... like The, the stance that we take on vaccines is... You know, we're both vaccinated, but I understand that there are some people who have hesitation. Yeah. What I'd like to do is open the conversation and elevate it so that we can talk about the hesitation and what's behind it. Most and, of the and, people, and why you are hesitating or why you're anti like where did you get the information that's from? the key is that the major 99% of the people I've talked to their talking points are somebody else's they don't even understand why they are saying what they're saying so if they if we even talked about it the yeah. FD, FDA approval as soon as the FDA approval happened their argument fell apart and they didn't know what to say I would rather somebody just say, I'm hesitant because of my own immune system and blah, 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 blah. I respect that. But 99% of the people that I know who haven't gotten the vaccine are not of that camp. They have no idea what they personally believe. 
they're only repeating what they hear on television. That is propaganda. You know, you know Hands what the down. you know what the best part of the propaganda is. I mean, if you if you're watching it for entertainment, like I do, because I am very entertained, is is <laughs> is the painting themselves in a corner. Yes. Like you know, okay, well, it wasn't FDA approval, and then now it is. Now what? And the people just like, well, the mRNA vaccine it'll change your DNA. No, it doesn't. It does not. And it's like, well, this DNA is synthetic, and it's the first one. Like, no, it's not. No. Like you can literally just look this up on yes. the same yes. the same phone that you use to type bullshit on Facebook. You can yes. just Google yes. if this is the first time or what this will do or whatever. Right. It's got the propaganda and the misinformation and it's so weird though so you know how like if a if a if if a kid takes something and we have it on video and we look at the video and be like look there he is taking it and we ask him hey did you take that and he's just like no i didn't we wouldn't call that misinformation we'd just be like this kid's a fucking liar right what the fuck exactly and then we show him just be like bro this is you right you're a fucking liar yeah but in america i promise you Part of the propaganda is not naming things. Yes. For example, lies are alternative facts. Ah, lies thank are. Thank you, Kellyanne Conway. Lies are misinformation. Yes. Lies are untruths. Yes. Like it's a fucking lie. Yes. Say this person is a liar. The person saying this lie is a liar. But we 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 skirt around and we pretty things up so we never get to name the beast so we can't kill it. Right. Because we don't even know what the fuck we're looking for. Yes. Now here is the example that I here here's the test that I have to my friends who have asked me why I took the vaccine and they say I'm a sheep. Trust me. I know my body. I took the risks because of the fact that I am thinking beyond myself. And I, and I said to my husband, if I die, I'll feel pretty good about that because of the fact that I was dying to try to help my community. That was my personal choice, okay? Yeah. That set aside, some of my friends approached me and said, why are you doing this? This is so dangerous. You don't know what's in it. And I said, I know. I know it. I know it. Don't know what's in it. Bro. But here's the test that I gave to each one of them. I don't know what's in this. Right. <laughs> I never looked. 99% of the food that I eat, I know exactly what's in it because I read labels all the time. Anyways, the test that I gave to my friends who were asking me about this vaccine was about hydroxychloroquine. If those people said to me that hydroxychloroquine was a cure, I knew it was propaganda because they were just repeating what they heard. There's a difference between a treatment and a cure. I did not have a problem with people wanting to see what was out there for certain but if they said it was a cure i knew that they did not know their shit because <laughs> i used to take hydroxychloroquine after i had my gallbladder removed it ain't pretty it ain't fun i think the people that were thinking of taking it probably had no idea what the side effects were to that you i would not even name what the side effects you remember are, the but... first couple that died like when when they, trump dumbass yes, and yes. like they went and took the fish tank shit yes. Now, here's, here's why it's propaganda, though. Because they were repeating what they heard on television. Trump said it was a cure, therefore had, they had, thought had it was a cure. Had he never said anything, no one would look Nobody into this Nobody would thing. look into this. I did not have a problem with Donald Trump suggesting that, that. hydroxychloroquine was a treatment on the market that people were talking about. That's not the problem that I had with it. it. And this is where it was politicized. A lot of people said hydroxychloroquine doesn't work because Trump said it did. No, my beef that I had with it was yeah. that people were calling it a cure. It's a treatment, and there's a difference between a treatment and a cure. None of the things that are on the market right now, be it 
uh, Regeneron, Remdesivir, those are treatments. Those are not cures. If it were a cure, we would all be taking it right now. Oh my God. So people have to understand that propaganda seeps into them so that they are making an argument that's completely a lie, which is exactly yeah, what your point is. It's a lie. But people, if they would say to me, hydroxychloroquine cures coronavirus, I would know for sure that they're a victim of propaganda. And the argument would oh stop there. I can't help you. The, it's funny to a certain point, and then it's not funny anymore when people start fucking dying. Yes. It's not right, funny at Right all. now, right now, like you can Google this yourself or whatever search engine you use or whatever. There are a number of hosts of conservative talk radio. A number. They'll probably be right here on your screen. That in the last week to two weeks have just dropped fucking dead. Yes. And the reason why they're making the news is because they were pushing anti-vax rhetoric anti-mask rhetoric, anti-social distancing rhetoric, whatever. Right. And I, I'm, at least five of them that I know of have fucking died. Yes. They are dead as shit. Yes. Have left their families, have left kids and whatever. That's the tragic and part is that their families are left behind to deal with this. Just yesterday, and this is, I, I think, I don't know why it made national news. I don't know why this individual one guy made national news. But there's this guy, Caleb Wallace. I don't remember mm -hmm. where he's from. Mm -hmm. But, oh, Texas. Of course he's from Texas. <laughs> so sorry, Texas. Okay, so he started this group um, way back last year, um, anti-mask. Okay. And then the group kind of grew out of proportion. And then the group became anti-vax. Right. And it was anti, it, it was anti-common sense. And he was against everything that we were trying that we are trying to do as a as a collective as a unit. Mm -hmm. um, he went on talk show programs. He went on radio talk programs or whatever. And he was just like, no. His argument was that the freedoms were more important um, than trying to save everyone. Like having us being shut into our houses and wearing masks and all of these things were against our freedoms. They're un-American, they're not patriotic, they're not whatever, whatever. And I think the reason why, to be honest, now I'm thinking about it, he made national news because they have documentation of the journey mm -hmm. from when he started the groups to when his, he ultimately died. And he was unconscious in the hospital for two weeks. Oh my God. Unconscious. He was intubated, he was on a ventilator, he was on whatever, whatever. For two whole weeks and his family was just, you know, obviously they're fucking wrecked because they're watching the, you know, the dad. He has three small children. His wife is currently pregnant oh with the fourth. God. And so I'm reading various articles about this guy. Now, I'm not laughing about all of that that no. happened here. That's very tragic. I did laugh before. I'm going to tell you that. You know, Sting, I'm going to laugh. Whatever. <laughs> However... His wife got to the point where she was just like, I think she went and got the vaccine. She went and masked up because she's like, I got these four kids to fucking take care well, of. Yeah. For some reason, this guy at 30 years old, you guys 30. He's not even lived anything significant. Like your brain development as a man is done at about 26, 27. Yeah. So he's been, he's been three years of a real person. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like you got three kids. I don't understand like, 
It costs exactly zero dollars and zero cents to shut the fuck up. <laughs> True. Shut up. Shut up. Use all the energy that you had creating these groups and these Facebook groups and these meetings and these whatever, whatever, and take care of your wife yes. and your three kids and your unborn child and your parents. Holy shit. How is this so hard? I know. I don't understand why you are so focused on... Like, he was out there picketing, and he had signs and whatever. Uh, you know, I got, you know, I'm probably going to put a, a video of him on, on the beginning of this. And it was just like, bro, you are really pushing all of this at the expense of your life. You are 30 years old, and now he's gone. Yeah. So you have all of these radio talk show hosts, and people like him who have died. The, one of the first people I remember was Herman Cain. Yes. And he was just like, you know, enough of this bullshit, enough of masks. And he's going to the rally, and the last picture taken of him was him and his family, and he was at the Trump rally or whatever. Yeah, Herman Cain dead as fuck, too. Yeah. Like, you really want to die because you were trying to make a point? Like, I get it. If you were one of those people who were like, oh, this is just the flu, it's nothing, it's whatever, whatever. Well, we're approaching one million Americans dead. Mm -hmm. At this point, no one is going to make fun of you. I don't know if that's the thing where people are like holding on to, you know, I, 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 I've, I've had this stance and I got to see it through to the end. Look, no one is going to make fun of you for you being like, shit, I was wrong. Mm -mm. I preserved I my life. That's, it's a pride thing. And this happens a lot. Not is your just, pride worth your life? You have to ask the same question of people who are in Scientology. Their pride keeps them in because they, it's a very bitter pill to swallow to think that they've wasted their time, their energy, their money. <laughs> And lost their family taking the stance that they I did. don't care about the size of the group that I formed from last year. Once it gets to the point where I'm like, holy shit, people are dying and I'm going to leave my children here. Right. Fuck the group. I'm out. Somebody else can take this. Hey, I'm sorry. Call me whatever you want. Make fun of me. I'm a turn coat. I'm a fucking yellow belly. I'm getting the vaccine now and well, y'all are going to die. <laughs> and we shouldn't be too scared to just... Mind our own business, honestly. It's a personal decision for people to take the vaccine or to wear masks. And I am so tired of the looks that people give me when I wear a mask in public. Because oh, I'm fine with it because I know that to... those people are Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> but people need to mind their business. And that's where we would be so much better off if people would just mind their own damn business. I went to Kohl's today to return some Amazon shit and I had my mask on. Mm -hmm. And like this one lady, you can tell she was much older than me, probably in her 60s or whatever. And her maybe grandson or somebody was walking with her. She had no mask. He had no, he had no mask. And she's just looking at me with like this scowl like, how dare you come in here with a mask? And I'm like, bitch, you look like you got diabetes. If you get COVID, it's over for you. Oh, God. Don't. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like, you really, like, why don't you mind your own business and go to your car? Are you over here scowling at me? That's an important thing to note is that, okay, let's talk about if people are going to be saying that they don't want to take this vaccine, what's their solution? Because this is a public health crisis that we have right now. This is a global pandemic. I would like to hear solutions offered up more than what I'm hearing right now. Because what I'm hearing is, no, I'm not going to get the vaccine. 
not not from everybody, but yeah. I'm saying in the, the vast majority of those I know. I'm not going to get the vaccine. I'm not going to wear a mask, and I'm not going to socially distance. I'm sorry. You have to offer something. If you, if if you're on YouTube and you're watching this, put whatever solution you got in the comments. I'm curious. Please. I'd like if you're not going to get the vaccine, let me know what the solution is. We have to have a solution because if people are going to say this is a violation of their personal freedoms, yeah. we have already discussed that personal freedoms do have limitations. Mm -hmm. This this happens in multiple different facets of, let's say you know guns. There's it's Second Amendment, yes, but there are limitations on that. Even uh, Justice Scalia has said that. But there are limitations on speech. There are limitations on religious gatherings, which is because people of, of faith are not different from the rest of us who are limited in our gatherings either. There yeah. are limitations on personal freedoms if the state can make the case that it's in the public interest in order to have those limitations. Yeah. So if you're not going to abide by the vaccine, I can respect that Mandates. if you have a good reason. If you're not going to wear a mask because you have a good reason, I can respect that. But you have to offer a solution that protects the rest yeah. of the public to the, to an equal degree. And if and honestly, if we don't by ourselves as citizens get to 80% vaccination, which is re required to like quell a pandemic, then the government will mandate it and there's nothing you can do about it. It's, not a goddamn thing you can do about it. Yeah. And I know it sounds funny because like when, when this airs, it's going to be really early. But if you go back and revisit this when the mandates are in place because you didn't listen to what I just said, you can tell me I'm right. Because right. I've watched it happen before. I literally watched it happen before on this screen earlier today. Yes. <laughs> it's recorded history. The government does have the right to protect mm -hmm. all of us. They do. And that's where I would like to have the participation of those who are against the current mandates. Please offer solutions because this is going to take all of us participating in order to get out of this pandemic. Mm -hmm. And those of us who have gotten vaccinated, who do wear masks, we're, we're tired. I'm still going to continue to do it because yeah. it's the right thing for my community. I have I have compassion fatigue. I have I have I have tested negative for empathy <laughs> currently. I don't, I don't care. I understand the where the hesitation's coming from. I just think that people are very highly misinformed for the most part. For those that I know that are very highly informed and still not vaccinated, I respect their decision. It's because they have had personal conversations with me, and I do understand their personal convictions and their personal health reasons for not getting it. Mm -hmm. Those people need to be protected as much as the rest of us do. So those who can't get the vaccine need protection. And yeah. so those who can get it and are choosing not to, I'd like to have a little bit more of oomph behind their personal convictions because I fear that most of them are just reciting propaganda that they've heard on television. Let's just say, do not get health advice from people on television. Okay, I'm cool with that. So if you do want to, to tell Beth how, um, your solutions or your personal anecdotal situations why you will or will not get the vaccines, she can tell you how to reach us. Yes, we are on Twitch at Mixed Politics. YouTube, if you search, you're probably watching us on YouTube right now, which we appreciate. If you are, please subscribe, do all the things, give us some love. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, we're at mixed.politics, and on Twitter at mixedpolitics1. Mm -hmm. You can also send us an email with your thoughts at mixedpoliticspod at gmail.com. And then Stanley's going to tell you all about Patreon. All right, patreon.com slash mixed politics is where you can give back to us you can give feedback to us you can ask questions for the show you can get merch you can see episodes like this a day early you can get extra bonus footage which will be added because we do have a lot more to talk about we will be talking about um florida texas north dakota there are three individual governors 
um, the death of children in Alabama, etc., etc., etc. That's going to be happening over on Patreon for only the people who subscribe. Um, and for those who have, have subscribed and have been faithful patrons, we thank you and we appreciate you. And thank you again for all the support and the love. Um, and I guess we'll see you next time or later on Patreon. Yes. So To all of our analysts, pundits, and experts, cheers. Mm-hmm. Good God, we kept that under an hour. <laughs> <laughs>